stay at home on nine to five, raising your babies with joy and pride. A real ass mom, your real ass mom, taking care of business. To the Real Mama Pod. I'm your host, Devin. And I'm your host, Kendra. We are real moms. Sharing real experiences. The, the things people don't tell you. Hey, Mama, hey. Hi, Mama. How are you? This is like, why you keep hi, Mama, and me? It's hey, Mama, hey. Okay? Get your intro <laughs> hey, right. Hey, Mama, hey. I can say hi, Mama. I don't like that. That's It's like I you don't know both. me. It's like we're not best friends. I like, can no. say both. I like hey, Mama, hey. Hey, Mama, hey. hey. Thank you. you can hi, Mama, me back. Hi, Mama. Okay. <laughs> Girl, hey, Mama, hey. we got a guest. Is she trying to show out, y'all? Hey. Hey. Hi, Mama. No, I ain't showing up. Okay, how you doing, friend? I'm good. How are you? I am wonderful. You're wonderful? Why yes. are you wonderful? We have a, a bomb-ass guest today, so I'm wonderful. That's that's why you're wonderful? Yeah, yeah. I'm super excited to dig in and tell the world about our guest. I, I mean, Amy, they already know her. <laughs> the world literally yeah. does. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited to talk to this Aww, special guest too. Yeah. Yes. So we have <laughs> Safira St. Bort. And if you don't know her, you will get to know her. And you're going to absolutely fall in love with her. She is a <laughs> high-end hat designer, y'all. And will y'all see her hats? Like, I Beautiful. really want, it's on my wish list. I already told you, like, get your money up. Because <laughs> I'm buying one of these hats. Beautiful okay? hats. So I am saving up to get my hat. And the next time we have her on, I'm going to be wearing her hat. Okay. Um, we are claiming that. Um, but no, for real, like her work is just amazing. Uh, we met through a line sister years ago because she did some work in Haiti while uh, my line sister and I were doing some work. And so we became like Instagram friends. And yeah. she is just uh, an amazing mama, um, very creative. Like, and I just cannot wait to get to know more about her. So everyone, welcome Safira. Welcome Safira. Hi, thank you guys. Thank you, Devin. That was a beautiful introduction. Oh. You got me over here blushing. <laughs> you blush on, girl. Yes. And she's so on. beautiful, y'all. Oh my gosh. She is. So so gorgeous. So Safira, you. can you briefly tell us your journey to mamahood? Ooh. Uh, my journey into motherhood, which <laughs> <laughs> I was actually in New York. I was actually I had I, I was like one year or two years out of art school. Um, and I was kind of just like doing a lot of freelance work, helping other designers um, with like fashion week. Um, and during it was men's week, fashion week, February 2017. And I was like running up some stairs and I was like, you're short. I'm having like this weird shortness of breath. And this is not me. Like I'm usually like jetting it and I'm fine and I still have energy. Um, and I just started getting very like tired soon. So I was like, you know what, let me, let me, let me, let me go figure out what's going on. Long story short, found out I was pregnant during men's week, fashion week in New York city. Um, I decided to like, you know, kind of have a chill pregnancy, take on some more classes. Um, my fiance at the time had just moved. So we like literally, we literally, we probably what? He moved in December, February, it was around February, January, February. So we literally probably had like two months living with each other before I got pregnant wow. <laughs> during fashion week. It was just, it was insane. Um, but that was like my introduction, like working fashion week, having shortness of breath and just finding out I was pregnant. Wow. Um, and once I found out I was pregnant, I kind of wanted to like, take the easy route because working in New York city for any designer, um, is really hectic. Like everything is like super aggressive because everything is last minute. Everything is expensive. Everything is like, it's just insane. And I was like, I don't want to bear that. Like, I don't want to bear that kind of like work or stress. And it's not my work. It's not my design. Um, so I took like some specialty classes at FIT and I kind of just did that. Like, my entire pregnancy I would like you know my fiance at the time was like you know just stay home you know do you focus on your brand um, and I had 
started my brand in 2014 when I started art school, but I hadn't been really pushing things to sell um, really because I wasn't really confident, right? I wasn't really confident in my work. And then once I got pregnant, I took these special tech classes um, at FIT. That's when I started um, producing work that actually went up for sale and yeah, so my introduction to motherhood was actually my true introduction. I feel like my laboring into Saint Fort brand Ooh, too. Wow. As well. I love so that. You birthed That's beautiful. <laughs> two babies. You birthed two babies. Right. You have twins. Right. <laughs> right. Honestly. Honestly. <laughs> Yes, I'm here for so, it. So what okay, so you talked about the birth of Saint Fort. What made you come mm-hmm. up with these dope concepts? Like I've never seen anything like your hats before and I consider myself a fashion girl I did go to fashion school anything like that but I love fashion I'm originally from New York City so we live die by fashion right Mm -hmm. so like when I saw your brand I'm just like this is so innovative so Mm -hmm. modern so chic so feminine like thank you beautiful how did you come up with this and then your photography (laughs) and your models like everything is just like oh my gosh chocolate skin pearls this amazing (laughs) thank you guys thank you thank you thank you um so like I feel like my aesthetic has always my origin like how I show up like within fashion or like self and grace really comes from like my upbringing in like church and like things that I like attended when I was younger that was fast that fascinated me right that I didn't really I didn't really think there was any like career or money in, but I was just always fascinated by the first ladies of the church. Like, you know, I was like, I want to be a first lady, but not because they're the pastor's wife. I just want to be a first lady because I like the way they, I like their St. John suits. I love their big hats. Um, And I think God always comes full circle with things. Right. So I was always fascinated by that. Like I even have pictures when I was like 18, wearing big brim hats. Like, um, and I took, an elective in um, art school, um, millinery, which is um, hat making. Um, Very like, there's a lot of special, like there's a lot of people who take it up, but that's more so of a London trade. So like, if I went to London, I would have like, listen, I would have been in every store by now, like taking (laughs) those courses, but that was a goal. That was a goal to actually go to London and actually like take a specialty course on it. Uh, But I got pregnant. So it's cool, whatever. Like I'm like just self-learning and using YouTube for things to that extent. But, um, so I took that elective and, um, in that semester, my professor, she was actually like this very old, um, white woman who was just fascinated by hats, but she did traditional hats, like hats that you don't really basically hats you could find anywhere right so she was very classic to how to make hats so she actually like frowned upon me like even wanting to add trimming or add things to hats because that's not traditional right Mm. she was more so like the fedoras and things like that but what ended up happening with her um she was great i lost my best friend that semester And I couldn't finish her class because there was like funeral arrangements and also mentally, like I was in no space to finish like my courses. So there were two classes that I had to take, like, um, I forgot what exactly what it's called, but a pardon more so. And her class was the first one. And so what they did, what Parsons allowed me to do um, was extended into the next year. So what was supposed to be one semester ended up being a year. And on top of that, we had one-on-one sessions. So I, I got to know her more on an intimate level. She worked with me hands on -on one-on-one versus a class setting. And I was like, Ooh, I really love hat making. I really like enjoy this. Um, and originally my degree is in fashion design. So I'm supposed to be wearing, I'm supposed to be making like all these gowns and, you know, dresses and stuff like that, which I still did. But like the joy really came from hat making. Um, and so that's how, like, I guess it was formed and founded. And then lo- long story short, like how the pearls came about um, is honestly, I've always loved Chanel growing up, right? 
And I always like how they always did like small, like, you know, trim embellishments with the pearls to add on like, you know, the fabrics and the hats and things in the bags. But I was like, well, what if I exaggerated it? Like, what if I just use 900 pearls? Mm. Like, what does that look like? You know? So that's how like sort of that kind of formed and that became like more of the aesthetic of the brand. Um, and I'm still, I'm still doing it. It's more of a rhythm as I have to feel it as I'm going, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> that's the beauty of art. Yeah. You feel it and you just go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what you get is what you get. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then like with regards to even like how the photo shoots go, right. Um, I surround myself around a lot of creative. So like, I would love to take credit for how those photos come out. Mm-hmm. But realistically, it's, being amongst people and their specialties Mm. like whether it be a stylist whether it be a set designer whether it be a photographer or a makeup artist or a concept concept creator like it's just being amongst people and their specialty because they could see my hat and understand the power that i felt in making it or the rhythm i like you know had in making it's like when a when a rapper hears a beat Mm. and they already know the words and, you know, but then the producer had to, you know, engineer that, but then someone else had created the sound, like meeting people within their specialty to bring forth like your vision or your life or what you, what you want to like people to see and feel Mm -hmm. like, that's how it honestly works. Because like, I don't think I could verbally explain to someone or creative the power that I feel or the rhythm in which I work. Because yeah. it's your rhythm. Yeah. It's your right, rhythm. exactly. Yeah. Like, I feel it. Like, I know it, you know? Like, right. it's almost like a mother. Like, you guys know how when, you know, something's off with your kid or, you know, they're about to get sick or something mm-hmm. like that. There's just something you just, you know. Like, mm-hmm. the father right. may not know, but you just know. Like, you know, and it's really hard to explain that feeling or what that is you mm-hmm. feel. But it's, you know, it's 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 very, like, it's your intuition. It's yeah. intuitive, like, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> how is it? feel to have this successful brand and hear huge celebrities like Beyonce who's like there it doesn't get any bigger than Beyonce and Cardi B like like raving about your your business like how does that feel (laughs) I mean it feels good right it feels good but it's also scary too right because it's just like (laughs) wait 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 Beyonce you like you picked my you picked my business on your like you know you picked my business page like and you see the caliber in which Beyonce produced music and you know albums and it's it's very like scary but also very fulfilling right it's also very rewarding it's validating too um I think in any artistry or anything that you take up when you have someone to that caliber of greatness I would say it just it just makes you feel like okay this is God-given this is like I I feel it I feel the validation I feel the people like you know coming to me or even like saying like how do you how do you do this how does like you know how do you do it like I want to take class or I want to learn or I want to buy every like I have people who will buy every hat and people who are like oh what's new like what's coming like you know so um it's just very validating as an artist like you know Cause you're that girl. Just right. say it. That was so fitting. I was waiting for you to say that, but you are that girl. Thank so, you. <laughs> um, so how do you think so many people discovered your brand? Do you think it was the celebrity shout outs or the celebrities actually wearing your products or how do you think they discovered you? So even before the whole, um, you know, buy black, you know, when Beyonce did the buy black thing and have the brand on the website, X, Y, Z, even before that, there was a very strong pool um, of people reaching out to me to make the hats, right? It wasn't as notable, but like, honestly, I think, again, like going back to working with people in their specialty, the visuals that we had of the hats that were out there were super powerful. Mm. Like, you know, when you just see something that's good and feel good and radiates whatever it is that the message that it has, like it's a hat, but then it also feels so powerful. It feels like almost like an armor, a head armor, like, you know? So I think when people feel that, when people, when people can read and dissect art, 
you know, in whatever form it comes in, mm -hmm. then I think it does a work, like it does its work itself. Cause like, there's so many times where like people be like, Oh my gosh, I saw your hat on someone's head and I want to order. Or I saw your hat on the, like, you know, so it's, it just, it just really like when you can deliver a message, mm -hmm. you know, I think it would just, cause like, honestly, right. Somebody in Beyonce, well, it was actually Beyonce stylist, Serena, who actually saw my hat. Okay. Um, so somebody had to show her she had to right. see the visual first, yeah. right? Yeah. So I think it's honestly that. So I can definitely see Beyonce in, in your hats. <sighs> Me too. I can see it. <laughs> I can Listen, see I'm it. still Draped working. I'm still working on something that I know she would just die for. Even mm -hmm. though I feel like even on her last album, Renaissance, um, there's another um milliner. She's actually based in LA. And that, honestly, like She's great, but I honestly just think she because she has access, right? Because mm -hmm. a lot of things are produced and run in LA. She just gets, you know, she gets called because yeah. she's like the milliner for them. Um, but she's really cool too. She's actually the one who made like that Billy Porter hat that kind of mm -hmm. opens oh, that, up like yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but so yeah, she she's dope, but she did a few hats on the Renaissance album, and I was just looking at them and I'm just like. I could have done that. But again, <laughs> it's access, it's yes, time, yes. it's, you know, yeah, all me. those things. And like, I, right. Like, I know perfect alignment, perfect right. timing. I know it well. Yeah, where are you located? I'm actually in Fort Lauderdale, South okay, Florida. South Florida. There's, hey, South Florida gets a lot of movement mm -hmm. business too. So your time yeah. is coming, honey. <laughs> and when it comes, we're going to be ready. Yes. Right. So have you ever had people like, question you about your prices like and if if you have like what do you say to that um I have I've had people tell me oh you're too expensive you know or I can make that and I'm like okay um sorry hold on I'm like okay um that's fine if you think you can make it and I've had people try to make it right you know um so i mean i don't budge back on that because like there's a lot to this like i think people think like a lot of people think it's just like placing pearls or forming hats and things there's so much to it that they don't really understand like composition of a hat right weight of a hat even when i'm picking trimmings making sure my vendors are sending me like the correct trimmings or the right shades of nudes and ivory and whites. Like there's so much that goes into it beyond the physical labor right. of them. Um, so honestly, like the prices aren't for debate. Like mm -hmm. I'll get questions like, Oh, is there a coupon or do you ever run sales? It's like, no, yeah. I don't. Our prices I mean, are prices. Right. right. Like, you know, like I just, I rather, I, I know my head exists already, right? And I would rather know that it exists versus, like, trying to cop a sale. Like, I'm not here to, like, make you spend money that you don't need to spend. Right. Right? I'm here to, like, give you a piece of art that you can eventually pass down to your kids' kids. Like, you know, like, it's it's a really special piece. So that's why, like, it's like, I usually tell, like, people in description, these are, like, specialty hats. Mm -hmm. These are for events like if your maternity shoes mm -hmm. your wedding you know your maternity pictures mm -hmm. like things to that extent so i always tell people these are special items yeah two like they don't go in louis vuitton asking for a sale so don't come over Girl, they can't. Right. Right. They can't. and it's right. quality <laughs> without question right so right. it's not like real leather and all that stuff i mean i'm not knocking right. louis vuitton at all i'm not saying that's that. what i'm saying but like, like for them they, they they have a whole team of people right. working on this right. is me and one right. other person. And like, it's, it's handcrafted, like handmade with love. Yeah. Like every piece a lot of, of labor. bead is hand placed by you. Right. Like you can't exactly. put a price on it. So Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So yes, you are a beautiful mom, right? You're a great mom. Mm -hmm. And then you mm -hmm. also have a son who's on the spectrum. So how yes. do you balance your time between being like this diligent hat maker, right? And then being <laughs> this full-time invested mom because you do a lot of one-on-one -on -one things with your son. Like, you're very open on your page about that, and I love that. I really do. Um, and I see all the hard work you put in with your hats as well, and I'm like, how is she doing this? <laughs> so, Girl. how are you doing it? 
mascara. Barely doing it. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, how am I doing it? Um, so there's a lot of things to that, right? There are two things that really bring me full joy. And it's honestly my brand and my son. Mm-hmm. Like those are two things that I know if I'm investing, whether it's time or resources in, I really feel high. Like I have like this natural high, like I feel good about it because the progression of St. Four and the progression of my son, like I said, they're like two babies to me. Like it means everything to me. So what I try to do right with my son, when we, him and I are together, we do a lot of one-on-one time. We run a lot of programs, do a lot, a lot of interactions because his way of learning, right? His way of existing, his way of being is self-taught. Like he literally like is in his own space in his own world. But I'm trying to implement how we as humans, like neurotypical people function into his day-to-day activities. Because again, at the end of the world, he can't cope. He can't exist by himself. Like he has to have, you know, friends, family, mommy, daddy, whatever it is. Um, So what I try to do, right? Um, is I dedicate hours here and sometimes it gets very frustrating because I want to spend another two hours or three hours doing this design or I want to pull an overnighter but I know I have to get him home get him ready for bed run his programs you know get him ready for school tomorrow get his clothes so there's always that like static it's always and in the beginning I struggled a lot with it because it was just like, I'm being too selfish. I'm treating one child better than the other. Like as bad as, as weird as that sounds, I was doing that. Right. So then I started just kind of like daily just saying, all right, 530, I'm done. I have to take him to the park. We got to do our night routine. So I kind of just like strategizing it as like really considering this as a child, St. Fort Mm -hmm. and also soul and prioritizing them, whether it be like, I would say equal. I'm not even going to hold you. Like, I'm not even going to try to front and say, like, I prioritize soul more than St. Four because I'll be lying. But it just sounds better to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I do, because, like, at the end of the day, like, if I'm not doing St. Four and I'm feeling anxiety, that's going to show up in how I meet him when we're doing our programs. Right. How much patience I have for him when, you know, we're learning potty training and things like that. So, um what I do too is I do build an army too at the end of the day I'm the vessel that brought him into this world I love him the most out of anybody I believe you know his father will debate me but um but I also create the army too right so soul receives therapy he receives 35 hours of ABA therapy and he also gets anywhere between three to four hours of afternoon speech therapy um so how that works is he's with a therapist one-on-one independently working on things when I'm not around. So when I'm here at St. Fort, mm-hmm. he's with those, he's with those two therapists right. and both of them. I prayed for both of them to find a special type of maternal or nurturing or loving spirit for him. Right. That, that helps him in his development. Right. Cause when soul started ABA, he was nonverbal. He was nonverbal. And this his his therapist is the one he spends the most time with. She's so amazing with him. She's so patient. And she also carries like this sense of pride with him, like with him speaking, with him being potty training, with him being able to request things he needs and wants, knowing when she first got him, he wasn't saying anything. Like she takes she 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 takes that like it's almost like a a badge of honor for her. Um, So what I do do is I do pray. My prayer is typically like, God, I, I want to be selfish in my brand. Like I want to, I want to show up for my brand just as much as I show up in motherhood. But sometimes I don't know how to balance this. So create that army for me, create those beings that also will take him to, to that level. Like I can't, I can't bear all the responsibilities. So he has this therapist. He has two. He has grandma. So grandma is the one who's picking up, dropping off to different therapies, right? So that stuff is delegated. And then on Saturdays and Sundays, his dad takes him and does that. And he's about to start music therapy. So I'm always trying to like 
find new things and find new programs that I could fit into his schedule. So everything is not so delegated to me, but I still have my time with him in the morning and in the afternoon, mm. like making sure that's like critical. And then also while I'm working on a new collection with St. Four, I'm also looking at new programs, new schools, mm. new art schools, new music schools for him too, because I can't just worry about the progression of one and not worry about the progression of, you know, him as well. So it's that equal, it's that balance of like, you know, making sure I'm just always advocating for both yeah. and progression. Yeah. I, it's, <sighs> so <laughs> I love the transparency and the honesty that you gave us because sometimes things do sound like funny coming out, but it is what it is, yeah. you know? Yeah. And a lot of parents, if, if we're all being honest, our jobs are equal to our children. Yeah. It sounds bad, right? But yeah. Like, that's they, the reality. That's of it. The rea- in order yeah. for us to provide food for them, we have to work. And low key, we spend more hours. It's like, at I hate work. to say this, yeah. but we really spend more Daycare hours. Daycare has them more than we have them. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 So that's it's real. Bad. It's, it's the, a perspective. It's, it's really. It's really sad, like, because I feel like that's, every, like, all mom stories. I mean, except for, like, the homemakers who are yeah. still at home with the babies, you know, stuff like that. But for, like, women like us who are, like, in the working field or trying to make a name for ourselves, right, our eyes are wider than our moms, our grandmothers. Like, the things that we want to accomplish, the things that we see other mothers accomplish, mm-hmm. right? It's just, like, I want to do that, too. Like, those desires are there and honestly I feel like they should also be applauded more like you know like instead of like I don't know like I just feel like there's always like this weird connotation behind mothers who like grind yeah like you know I don't know why they people always be like well who raising their babies oh the grandmother's raising the babies or this that and the third no I and I tell his grandma his grandmother all the time like listen I appreciate you I do um, cause she's, she, she's Cuban. So she's very opinionated about things <laughs> sometimes. And sometimes she kind of crossed me like left field sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll tell her, I was like, no amount of picking up and dropping off can compare to the work I do when he's with me and when mm-hmm. he's not with me and the work that I'm constantly doing and will still do for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I think people miss that point. People right. miss that, like that power in mothers and like that, that working moms and entrepreneurs, serial entrepreneurs right. or, you know, serial mom workers, yeah. like they miss the power of that. So, um, yeah. yeah I mean, good. it's still like we, while we have newer generations, the older generations are still very much so present. So a yeah. lot of these, I guess, practices and cultures of what a mother looks like, or what it's mm-hmm. supposed to look like is still it's like a a, a mesh and it's yeah. like they sometimes they get along and sometimes they don't. Yeah. So it's, we get that right. too with recording um and stuff. Who got the kids? Their dads. Like, yeah. <laughs> who else? Yeah, more like, than one parent. Right. I'm not the only parent here. <laughs> why, why do people ask that so often? I'm always like, like why are you perplexed? Why are you worried about who got my child? <laughs> right. I have this baby by myself. Right. 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 Yes. They have a father who has feet, legs, arms, and a brain. It so. was very much yes. so able right. to watch him. Right. So. Um, I have a question for you. So mm-hmm. there was an incident. Um in the midst of the pandemic where you and your family, Mm -hmm. you traveled to a major theme park and this was Mm -hmm. all over. I remember seeing this video on social media and it pissed me Mm -hmm. off, but Mm -hmm. it was an incident where your son um, was, Mm -hmm. you all were taking him to this major theme park and they required him to have a mask on. Mm -hmm. He considering like he's on the spectrum and it's not always easy for them to do things and socialize the way that we would or do or have to. Um, Mm -hmm. And they essentially turned you all away. Right. So have you all received any, an apology for that? Like Mm -hmm. where, where do we stand with that? I I wrote letters too. I wrote them. (laughs) I did all that because I was, it was very disheartening. Like we both were like, no, Yeah, it was very dis. It that very makes that makes me want to cry because that's so special. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah, of Thank course. you. Of course. Um. So. So okay, let's let's play out that scene, right? So the pandemic, right? 
masks were required for kids two and under at Wait, are we not allowed to say this? Theme I, mean, park? I didn't know if you felt comfortable oh, or we didn't girl. know if you. Yeah, we didn't like, know if honestly, any... fuck them. So Disney. <laughs> <laughs> so Disney. Um. So yeah, so a mask was required. So this is this is the problem, right? On top of like cognitive disabilities are not protected as much as physical disabilities, mm-hmm. right? So if someone's blind, if someone's any form of disabled that's more physically seen, um, they have more rights and more privilege to things. So the thing at Disney, right, my son was probably, I believe he was over two, but long story short, it's two and under. When you walk into Disney, two and under are allowed with no mask, right? Because a two and under apparently... The CDC doesn't understand the concept of a mask. When you're dealing with a child that's on the spectrum, Mm -hmm. my son still doesn't understand the concept of Christmas. He doesn't understand the concept of a birthday. Like, he doesn't understand those things, right? Because cognitively, right, he's, I mean, physically he's five right now. But cognitively, there are things that don't register to him, especially social things that we sell at, like, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Like, why are we dressed up? Why are we driving two and a half hours? For him, it's just like, this is a normal day. I want to watch what I want to watch. I want to play what I want to watch. And I just exist. I'm a being. Like, right. so for him, the concept of a mask registered just like it would register for an infant. Right. What is this on my face? So we get to Disney. The lady is like, oh, he needs to wear a mask. And I'm like, no. Like, he's not going to wear a mask. I know he won't wear a mask. I've always attempted to wear a mask, especially during the pandemic. You want to be, you want to take your precautions when you're going to the, especially when it first started. But he won't wear a mask. So, again, like, my prayer is like, okay, God protect him. Like, you know, in that sense. But I'm not going to rob him of being or be any sort of uh, paranoid for uh, going anywhere because of this COVID thing. So, long story short, they told me, no, he needs to wear a mask. And I was like, but... If you're not requiring a birth certificate and an ID, why are you Paw Patrolling my child right. on a mask? And they're like, oh, well, he's, you know, he's old enough. And I was like, okay, well, if I showed you paperwork and showed you cognitively, he's at this time, he was nonverbal. Um, if I showed you work paperwork, that's because the neurologist prints out paperwork. Mm-hmm. So every time he goes in for evaluation, they'll place him on like, because everything is scalable right um when a child's on a spectrum they'll tell you how in which level in which he's functioning and at the time soul soul's paperwork showed zero months to an 18 month year old so legally right if you're saying that to and under he's he it's a it's it's a it's a cognitive disability you should see it as that right no, they called manager after manager after manager after manager. They were managers who were actually really afraid to even step into the situation. But um, long story short, they turned us away. It was very triggering and traumatizing for me because I think that's the hardest part for mothers with kids on the spectrum to deal with is people actually acknowledging what the spectrum is how these kids show up in that right because the spectrum is wide like it's so wide and i would have to say like soul spectrum is more social than anything him understanding how we as humans socially interact but like in regards to like his independencies like he knows what is what and who is what and what not to do like i've never had like even when he was younger i never had a problem with him putting anything in his mouth that wasn't edible like he started walking at like seven, eight months. He was very like, he had this very dependency to him. So for me to try to show up as his mother and explain to these people that, listen, the concept of a mask, just like you put it on the infant, it would suffocate them and suffocate them to death. That's what he's think. He, that's what he's think I'm doing. That's what he thinks I'm doing to him. And they just wouldn't budge. So we left that but that was a big old scene like people were like yelling at them like it was crazy they had to call security because like people were like what are you guys doing like why are you guys doing this to this kid like there are people like you know standing in the paint with me like long story short but it was it still felt it still very felt defeating because i'm his mother like i'm supposed to protect him from this and this is and honestly 
that was just like telling me like what to expect on his journey. Like, you know, of like people not understanding, but it also taught me a valuable lesson too, um, that there still needs work to be done in like the disability act and civil, whatever. So um, I wrote Disney, I wrote them a letter um, stating that um, their policy was in violation of the American Act Disability it is, Act. It is, actually. Yeah, it is. Right. I wrote the American Disability Act. I told them, hey, a lot of the wording in this, you know, you guys don't really have a vast representation of the autism spectrum disorder and how that really, what that really means. Like if you're not a mother or a parent or a loved one to a child or someone on the spectrum, you really don't understand that concept. And I think those things, when you're making rules and um, laws have to go into consideration, just like you require a business to have a ramp for someone in a wheelchair. You know, just like you require a building to have, um, what's the thing for blind? What's the thing for that blind people need? To, um, right. Like, you know, you guys have to have so, certain type of requirements. Mm -hmm. And I kid you not. I even tried to file a civil suit against them. I kid you not. They all wrote me back and stated that because we're in a global pandemic, the CDC overpowers all of that. Overpowers the act, right? Like, the law, the federal law. Wow, that's crazy. Wow. No source should like take your kid to Disney another time. Wow, that's crazy. Well, we're not in a pandemic. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. So you never that's got an apology or said. anything. Because if I think that speaks to her point, no. though, if there was a, a physical disability yeah. and they showed their ass the way they did with that person. That would have been like all been over the news. It would yep. have been addressed in a, the, the way that it should have. And that speaks mm -hmm. more into like we, we do need to do better about yeah. accommodating. Like everyone needs to have proper accommodations yep. for yeah. all, not. exactly, all disabilities. But there are laws that's supposed to protect. Right. Her. Like if and you go on the American. Yes. Right there. If you go on the American Disability Billy, Act, yeah. it's like you cannot, it's called you can IDA. deny, you cannot deny yes. and things like that to people because of disability. So I'm just like, oh, I'm, I'm thinking, boom, I hit like, oh, oh, Disney gonna pay me, yeah. like you know, I'm thinking I hit like this, like awful. I hit like I got this awful experience, but I'm gonna get something. You I mean, I did get something out right. of it yeah. and the grand scheme of thing, but I really thought like I had pull and leverage on right. this. But long story short, like they literally said in the global, like in any global pandemic, it, especially if it's to the point of like wellness and illness and stuff like that, mm -hmm. the CDC is always going to like. Well, just don't be open. But I don't understand. That but the thing is with that, the, the my frustration is what's the difference between a three-year-old and a two-year-old wearing a mask? Because oh, either way so they can get infected by the disease wearing a mask or not. Correct. So and that so, doesn't even make sense, CDC. Right. Exactly. That that was my whole thing. That and that's that that's why I was angry because then I was just like, okay, now why didn't you just stop that family that just walked by and say their kid wasn't old enough? Right. Right. Like, you know, so for me, like it's still like there's something out of it that like, I still think there's something more to it yeah. um, that God wanted me to get or still wants me to continue to pursue. But I felt really defeated. I yeah. felt like I, I like it was to the point where like I called his dad and I was like, Hey, I need you to come pick him up because like, I really have to process my emotions on all of this because like I'm angry yeah. and I'm angry because I feel like this will be his life if things don't change. But I think the world is progressively like moving in a way of like really being inclusive because like now mo majority of shows always have like an autistic character or someone on the spectrum that does have social cues that are like, you know, different from the norm in which we have been programmed and taught to be right. Um, so there, I, I still feel like there's something else to it. I just don't know what it is yet, right? Maybe it's not ready to be developed. Maybe I'm not where I need to be for it to come into fruition, um, whatever that was. Um, but it was painful. It's still painful. Like, you know, just thinking about, like, me even trying to force a mask over his face. Um, 
and yeah, like that was that was the, and no apology because if they apologize, they're ta they're taking on accountability. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> of course not. I mean, they refunded me my money. They gave me my money and stuff like that. But they would. They're not gonna. Please, Disney will never show hold any liability to anything. Sorry, you had to yeah, experience I know. that. That mm -hmm. really bothers me. But we're going to speak about, we're going to just move into positive. <laughs> so what's next for St. Ford? Like, are we going to see you in Fashion Week soon? Or like, <laughs> what are we doing? What's next? See that? I don't know. I mean, Fashion Week is super expensive to get in. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of those, like a lot of people, people don't know is like a lot of those brands get sponsorship to be even present in Fashion Week. Um, with vast and large collections, um, maybe, maybe it will be me hire. What I really, really want, what the ultimate goal for St. Fort is I want a partnership with Gucci. Like I want either Gucci to reach out to me and be the lead accessory designer for them or I work hand in hand with their designers or even make designs for them. Um, that's what I eventually want to get to because it's really hard to honestly run a brand where everything is handmade alone um, and really kind of reap the benefits of having a factory and a whole entire team. Um, so I feel like right now that's what I'm gearing towards, creating more and more pieces where I can eventually present to like the director of Gucci and yeah. saying like, Hey, I love that. That's doable. And so many brands are doing collaborations. So yes. even if y'all collab and you get, get in the door that way, like, mm -hmm. yes, I'm here for that. Yeah. You don't speak it up. Yeah. Claiming that. All right. All right. So Thank you. Listen, I've been praying on it for like yeah, two, three we're gonna years. We're going to pray on it. Yeah. We're going to speak that up, girl. Right. And shoot your shot, sis. Just start right. sending them stuff and stuff. I don't know how that works, but just do what you got to do, girl. Like, hey, take a look yeah, at this. Right. Know, Tag them and everything. I'm going to start tagging them right. whenever she posts them. At Gucci. At Gucci. <laughs> Gucci, you see this? Oh, okay. I love it. Speaking of tagging. Right. Safira, if people want to know more about St. Ford, about you and your family, where can they find you on social media? So my brand brand page is St. Ford brand page. And that's where you get like all the new newest things that I'm working on. And then um, my regular page is where I do most of the posting about my son. I'll post a few brand stuff and all that. Um, and then pictures of me too, what I have going on. Um, but I do like to keep like small snippet TikTok videos of things that I am doing with my son. Because um, I feel like a lot of mothers do, especially my kids, mothers with kids who are on the spectrum, who are in the sense of trying to understand how to, you know, deal with their kids, right? Because it's not easy. Like dealing with the child on a spectrum is like, there's there's not a, there's not a single manual or a single way of doing it because every kid that's on the spectrum is completely different. Every one of them have different stems, fixations, um, different things. Um, but when I do do my videos with soul, I never encourage mothers to do what I am doing. I am just showing them how it works for me and my son and mm -hmm. figuring out what works for them and their child. So I never want anyone to mirror what I'm doing, mm -hmm. but I just want them to see how, like, how it works. Like, there was a moment where Soul wanted to color on walls, mm -hmm. right? Anywhere we went, whether it be a family member a friend's house he will find something because that was just his fixation mm -hmm. like seeing color on white walls mm -hmm. but you know how cringeworthy that is to people mm -hmm. and his dad would tell me no don't let him do that you need to da -da this and da -da that and this again before he was verbal and i was like no we'll just buy paint or i'll turn my house into a canvas where he could just do it whenever he wants right and if a family member has a problem with me offering to clean the wall or buy paint, we just won't go there anymore. And honestly, what that did was um, his first words were color. Oh. It was like purple, blue, like because now he's like fixated on getting these crayons. So now I could be like, OK, you want the purple? What color is this? So right. 
And that's when the language started forming. So for me, that works, right? But that, like, I always tell mothers, like, do whatever works for you and what they like or their fixations, but allow them to be fixated. Even if someone's telling, you know, you need to tap them or you need to discipline them or they shouldn't be doing that. No, there's no rules to this. Like there's no rules to like really parenting a child on the spectrum. You really have to allow them to show you and then you form your form. You you bring in your maternal like curating. Like you figure out like how that works. And now he, I mean, he doesn't draw on the walls anymore. He'll draw on a notebook, but it started with a wall. (laughs) He didn't know, he don't know the difference. (laughs) That was so that that's great. I'm glad to hear that perspective. That was that was that was really very sweet. touching. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Friend? Yes. It is time to pay some bills. Yes, because they the bills gotta get paid. The bills got to get paid. They just have to get paid all the bills. So what that means, y'all, we got a sponsor. Hey, 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 hey. sponsor. Can y'all see? We have on our B Ashley Sport shirts. Yes. Some of the most comfortable shirts we've worn, like athletic wear. Yeah, athletic wear. And she has all the fly sports wear, mm-hmm. like for mamas, for ladies, rich aunties, whoever. Yeah. So definitely recommend you all pop it into be Ashley Sports Wear. Oh, if you're looking for new athletic wear. Yes, fun. Black owned. Like we said, it's super comfortable. So Go and get your B. Ashley sportswear. Yes. Tell her we sent you. I think it's called Mad Hatter. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously fitting for Safira because she is, I guess, not in the same terms as, like, the movies we've seen. But she's a Mad Hatter. Like, she out here making Mad Hats. Right? <laughs> and they're all stunning. And we felt that this name was just perfect for your mama juice. So I asked Deb and I said, can you ask Safira what she likes to drink? And Safira mm-hmm. says she likes red wine. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we made a red wine drink mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it has four ounces of red wine, one mm-hmm. ounce of sweet vermouth, mm-hmm. slices of red pear and fresh orange slices. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. And it's just like, it's a it's a red wine with all the fixings. It's my type of drink. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. It is your type of drink. It's really Ooh. good. And if you're a mama-to-be or you're a mama who doesn't like alcohol, you can have right. the same drink, but let's use a red sparkling grape juice. Mm-hmm. So you can add the fresh pear, fresh red pear, fresh orange slices, and have you a Mad Hatter. Yeah, it's good. It's really mm. good. So hats off <laughs> to you, Shakira. Hats off. First of all, I'm a co-worker right. named Shakira. I don't know why the, <laughs> why the hell her name popped up in my head. Safira. Like, why? Maybe she's talking about me. Who Probably. knows? Right, right. Uh, so the next part of our uh, segment of our show is called Mama's Corner. So this is my absolute favorite part of the show. Uh, so mm-hmm. this is our opportunity to connect with our guests and our listeners. And typically, like, our uh, listeners will write in and ask for advice. Now, we are no experts. We can only speak on based on our experience, off of our experiences. So we do mm-hmm. have a question. It's pretty short, but I think it's a good question. Mm-hmm. And usually I try to categorize the questions based on the interview we have. So this mm-hmm. mama wrote in, she said, hey, mamas, I'm a single mama struggling to find time for myself. Do you all have any tips for me? So mm-hmm. that's a good question. Busy mama. OK, you're doing all things, all the things. Give us some tips. <laughs> Honestly, I got this from another. Oh, there's this book called We All Deserve to Be Millionaires by this lady named Rachel. Have you guys heard that? It's really no, good on Audible. Oh, sound like a read that I need yeah, to right. put in my library. Look it, look it up on Audible. She's so good at this. But she was like, start delegating. She says, start delegating tasks. Like, it could be as small as, and I co-parent. So, understand this. Like, I co-parent. So, like, I don't have someone who's physically there every day with me. When it's me, it's me. It's me and mothering by myself. So, the other day, um, we're getting ready for bed. And I forgot to pick up pull-ups. And I'm like, ooh. He's going to wet the bed. I know he is if I don't get pull-ups. Text his dad. I was like, hey, can you Uber some pull-ups? Uber eat um Uber or whatever, some yeah. pull-ups. Cause 
I'm not, I'm, that's just too much work. So honestly, delegating tasks, whether it be dinner, whether it be like having to go pick up something that your child needs, right. delegating that to whether it be the father, a mother, a friend. When all my friends ask me, what do I need for Christmas and things like that? Because my son doesn't understand the concept of stuff. I'll say books. I'll say gift cards. I'll say pull-ups. I'll say things that I know will be, are always pressing in the time of when I don't have them, but just having inventory and stock of it mm-hmm. and delegating that towards other people. That's real. Honestly. That's real. Delegation <laughs> is a good word. That was good. I would, yeah. I would <laughs> recommend just using your village. So delegating tasks, yeah. using your village. Like, don't be afraid to, like, speak up. And when people ask you if you need help, tell them. Be honest. Because sometimes yeah. we are ashamed and don't want to ask and don't want to inconvenience anybody. But if you truly need time for yourself... If people ask if you need help, say yes and take them yeah. up on it. Yeah, I yeah. Think both of you have actually said my response. My response was being open with how you feel, like saying I need yeah. some time to myself and communicating that to whomever, so that you can have that time to yourself. Because in all honesty, we as mothers need me time aside from yep. our partners, aside from our children. Aside from work, friends, everything. Like, we need that time to ourselves. So, communicate that. Yes. Yeah. Well, this was great. Yeah. Thank you for that question, Mama. Yes. And um, continue to write into Mama's Corner. I love that. I look forward to the email. So, keep doing that. We've been getting some really good questions lately. So, keep doing that. Safira, of course, thank you. Thank you so much thank for your you. time. This thank is a you, great interview, and we really enjoyed you. Thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed you guys, too. Thank you guys for having <laughs> look me. Look forward to getting our hats and that, with the Gucci collection. <laughs> yeah, I told Kendra, everything. I said, look, if I don't get it within the next year, when my husband and I renew our vows, I will be weird. And I'll say, maybe she can like make me something like really special. Yeah. And I could be the only one with it. And yeah, so I'm dreaming like right. always. Yes. So I'll be hitting you up, you know. But okay. in the meantime, well, bet, I'll be saving up. <laughs> Jack could be anywhere on your Thursday nights and you are kicking it with us at the real mama pod yes friend where can they find us on the socials they can find us wherever they like we are on instagram facebook twitter tiktok pinterest and we are at the real mama pod if you are curious about my life i'm at kendra ferg underscore on instagram twitter and tiktok and i'm kendra ferguson on facebook okay and i'm mainly on instagram you can follow me at dev grace underscore mm-hmm. um check out our website if you want to know more about us yes if you want some mama merch out yes. we're wearing our sweatshirts today yes but we have other things on there we also have rich auntie merch so check us out yes uh you can reach us at www dot the real mama pod <laughs> dot com uh, yes and if you are listening to a us of course we need your reviews rate subscribe review us we're on all major platforms and youtube please make sure you leave your review yes we've been working hard on our videos as you if you started with us from day one you see it's just getting better with time so continue to be patient with us and we thank you. Yes. And one last thing. If you have something from Mama's Corner. Yes. <laughs> Please write my friend in Mama's Corner. Yes. You can write us at. Mama at therealmamapod.com. Yep. That's it. All right. <laughs> Until, Until next, next time. time. Bye. Bye.